It's been a year since the occupation of Parliament grounds and the local community is still counting the cost of the nearly month-long protest. Bill Hickman reports. On a sunny day in Wellington, people are relaxing on the grass at the foot of the Parliament buildings. It's a far cry from the improvised hive of humanity that a year ago covered almost every inch of the grounds with tents and stalls and clogged surrounding streets with vehicles. The only sign of the chaos that unfolded as protesters were evicted from the area is some scorch marks on the trees and an out-of-place patch of asphalt where the bricks were torn from the ground to hurl at advancing police. Morgan Jacob watched the end of the protest from her apartment on Kate Shepherd Place. It was like watching a movie. We saw the fire go up, obviously, which was the most frightening thing because we were like, is it going to spread to us? We didn't know what was happening. Um, And we did actually have protesters climbing up our scaffolding. Luckily, we were high up enough that we knew we were okay, but there were some angry protesters scaling the railing to try and get up to the balcony. Vic Books, Pipitea Campus Store and Cafe shut down for the protests and closed for good five months later. General Manager Jessica Godfrey says the shop's sister store in Kelvin will also close up in March. She says the protest and the flow-on effects of the pandemic have effectively killed off both businesses. Back then that our customers were too scared to come in and in a lot of ways they couldn't even come in because one of our doors had people uh, sleeping there and the campus empties and students weren't allowed. Look, it's been tough but there's no point in blaming anyone. Jasmine Wood works at Vanilla Cafe on Aitken Street. The business shut down its eat-in facilities when protesters refused to wear masks indoors. Honestly, it hasn't been the same since. It's so much more quiet. It was just completely pointless, honestly. Like, it was just a bit of a mess and didn't really solve anything. Just uh, disrupted businesses. Joey Shannon is having his lunch in the shade of one of the trees that still bears the marks of the fires of the occupation's final day. He says he's glad the grounds have been rebuilt and remain accessible to the public. I was a little probably a bit worried that we're going to see something similar here, that we'd lose this as a public space, that that kind of security priorities would take uh, over and we'd lose perspective. So I'm really pleased to see that it hasn't happened and that, you know, we can still sit under this somewhat burnt-out tree and avoid the rain and have our lunch together. That's quite nice. Wellington Girls College principal Julia Davidson says the protest dominated her students' year. She says the reopening ceremony in Parliament represented an important moment of healing for her school and the community. Miss Davidson says she's looking forward to a calmer, more focused 2023. As we start this year, everyone is feeling so much lighter and so much more positive. This year is, is very much a fresh start. We had a shock last year and 2023 is going to be great. Clarissa Plimmer worked in the parliamentary precinct during the protest. When she spoke to RNZ, she was having coffee outside the bustling word-of-mouth cafe on Molesworth Street. She says she feels the country has moved on from the protests. I think it really got out of control, but people needed to uh, to have a voice, and in a healthy democracy you need that. But whether it was worth some of the uh, damage and some of the reputational damage to New Zealand, I'm not so sure. A year on, and the country looks different. Mandates are a thing of the past, and Jacinda Ardern, the focal point of many of the protesters' rage, is no longer Prime Minister.